Live from the Terry, this is... You know nothing, Lucas Tribble. A podcast for only one person with only one reason. To catch Lucas Tribble up on Game of Thrones, so we don't have to hear him complain anymore about how behind he is in the show. I'm Steve Renault. And I'm Lauren Duke. And a special warning, the show is only for Lucas Tribble and no one else. If you're not Lucas Tribble, we kindly ask you to cease listening and unsubscribe from this podcast right now. We'll wait while you do this. Good. It's just now Lucas. All right. Uh, season three. Are you ready, Lucas? This is season three. So, King's Landing has been saved from Stannis. That's Robert Baratheon's brother who thinks he has a better claim on the throne because all of Robert's quote-unquote children are illegitimate because they are from a relationship not between Robert and Cersei, but between Robert and Jamie. Uh, no, not between Robert and Jamie. No, I think it's Robert and Jamie. <laughs> no. Jamie and Cersei. <laughs> Yeah? Jamie and Cersei. Yeah. Okay, so Stannis tries to take King's Landing, not so much. Um, Tyrion, even though Tyrion, that's Cersei and Jamie's uh, brother, who's also a dwarf, who was promoted hand to the king and who really won Battle of the Blackwater, he somehow, though, gets demoted. Uh, And that's because Tywin, his father, never really liked him um, because when Tyrion was born, Tyrion... uh, in, in the process of being born, killed his mother, killed Tywin's wife. And so... In childbirth. In childbirth. Didn't, like, pick up a knife and stab her. Jeez. So, <laughs> that's why Tywin always has beef with Tyrion. Um, back in King's Landing, Sansa and Joffrey are still betrothed, but people are beginning to be like, you know, maybe we shouldn't marry our king to the uh, woman whose father committed treason and tried to overthrow the kingdom so they get rid of that they get rid of that marriage and um they try to kind of like merge some stuff together by taking Renly's widow remember Renly Renly is Robert and Stannis's brother who was killed by a shadow demon Renly's uh uh bride who's named Marjorie Tyrell Tyrell is another family and another one of the seven kingdoms of High Garden so they're going to they're gonna marry off Marjorie Tyrell to King Joffrey. Sansa is now set to marry Tyrion. So this will mm-hmm. merge the Stark, the Tyrell, the Lannister, and the Baratheon families all together and try to kind of end this war. Um, so that's what's going on down the south. Back up north, uh, Jon Snow meets the now mystical king of the wildlings, that is known as the king beyond the wall. His name is Mance Raider. He's actually a really, really good guy. He's bonded together all of these tribes that used to fight above the wall. And he also knows what's going on with the White Walkers. Because remember, a lot of people still don't believe that the White Walkers even exist. Even though they built a huge wall to them centuries and centuries before. Uh, to kind of keep them out. Now, in the show, is he called the king beyond the wall? Yeah. He likes to be called the king beyond the wall? I don't know, but that's what they I couldn't called. remember. Okay. Anyway, I mean, he's Mans. I mean, yeah. Manserator. So yeah. anyway, John teams up with them, and John kind of pretends. You never really know that he's left the Night Watch and uh, that he's now a wildling, but you always kind of get a sense that John's just kind of pretending to stay alive. Um Back over to Winterfell. This is the where the Stark's castle is that has been overthrown by the Greyjoys by Theon or Theon Greyjoy. Um, all of a sudden, some of the Stark bannermen come back to conquer uh, Winterfell back from the Greyjoys. Uh, 
this is uh, ooh. oh this is um this is the Boltons that were Stark Bannermen. And all of a sudden Theon tries to escape, uh, but he is now being placed like in a torture room with a mysterious person. He has no idea who he is. Uh, but the Boltons take over Winterfell. Theon is now being tortured for his crimes against the Starks. Um, and now down to uh, what's known as the Neck, or the Twins. This is the Frey land, where Walder Frey, uh, another kingdom, is kind of, uh, that's their territory. Um, Rob's army is trying to cross over from the north down into the south, and the Twins are kind of like this massive toll bridge, basically. And the Freys kind of control who gets to go north and who gets to go south. And so Walder Frey, who also is big into incest, says, all right, I will let all of your armies go if you will marry one of my daughter-slash-wives to Rob, the king of the north. And so Rob says, yes, I will, uh, I will marry your daughter. But then he kind of pulls back and decides that he wants to marry kind of a doctor or nurse that he found in his camp named Talisa. Because Rob backed out of the marriage with Rosalind Frey, uh, they decided to marry off Edmer Tully. Tully is the house that Caitlin, uh, Ned's wife, is from. So they have a big wedding at the Twins for Rosalind Frey and Edmer Tully. And they invite all of the Starks, and the Boltons are there too, and all of the Bannermen, the Con Starks, all of them. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the wedding, right after Edmer and Rosalind are married, they are having kind of the reception after it, and the Stark Bannermen turn against Rob Stark. They kill Rob Stark. They kill uh, uh, Tesla, or Tesla uh, who is Rob's kind of healer, doctor, that is wife. also... Yeah, wife. I think, yeah, I think yeah, they are married. married, and she's yeah. pregnant. Mm -hmm. They kill Caitlin Stark, Ned's wife. Um, Bruce Bolton uh, actually stabs Talisa, and uh, the Freyman uh, just kind of just decimate everybody. And while they are killing all the Starks, Rob and Caitlin and all them, the band in the uh, reception hall is playing kind of the Lannisters theme song known as the Reigns of Castamere's. And they say that Lannisters send their regards. So basically the Lannisters have made a deal with the Boltons, uh, who were supposed to be loyal to the Starks, allowing the Boltons to keep Winterfell. Uh, by betraying the Starks. And that is known as the Red Wedding, and people are still really sore and touchy about that. Yeah. Um, so, and while this is taking place inside, outside, um, like the the army, they are also, you know, getting into it, and they're just being annihilated because they were all just lounging around. Um, they weren't ready for the surprise attack. Um, and Arya who was traveling north trying to get back to Winterfell because she didn't know all this was going to be happening, um, comes upon this, um, you know, this site, and she runs into the Hound, which the Hound is, um, he was like the personal bodyguard of Joffrey up until um, a certain point. He gets out of, he leaves, I think, doesn't he leave when all of the uh, Kingsguard and City Watch turn against Ned? Because he's sent to go like 
get Sansa. To get Sansa, and yeah. He, and he just, he goes to get her, but basically tells her to escape. And then, I think that's right. And then he's like, yeah. I'm just getting out of here. But Sansa doesn't leave. Yeah. So. Um, so, um, Arya runs into him, and he kind of takes her under his wing, and um, they um, they run off, you know, to safety. Um, Bran just keeps continuing north. That's all he knows to do right now. He's still paralyzed. He's being dragged by um, Hodor or carried by Hodor, um, and he's with his other companions. Um, and he keeps having these dreams or these visions about a three-eyed raven. Um, they keep coming to him, and he doesn't really know exactly what they're about. Um, but he he does know that they're... Um, they're something that's going to be meaningful to him. Um, and he's able to kind of put his mind in the body of his dire wolf, which um, is something that all the Stark children got back at the very beginning of season one. Uh, dire wolves are like huge, like double the size of regular wolves or mm-hmm. triple the size. You know, they're huge dogs. And these dogs protect them. Um, it's also the symbol of the house of Stark. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Lannisters so, are lions. Baratheons are like stags. Stags. Uh, Tullys are fish. Uh, Tyrells are roses. Um, Targaryens are dragons. Targaryens are dragons. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty yeah. obvious. Well, yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah. Freys are oct- no, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, Greyjoy. Greyjoys are octopuses. octopuses. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah. So they're just continuing. Continuing north, he's he's putting himself in the body of his direwolf, and he's That's learning how to warging. Warging, yes, he's warging into his summer, his uh, his direwolf, yeah. So. Yeah. And he meets up with uh, Helen Reed's two kids. Yeah. Um, which Mira and Jojen. Jojen. Mira and Jojen. Yeah. And Helen Reed is a very important character. Because of something that happens way back in the past with Ned Stark finding his sister Liliana at the Tower of Joy. Howland Reed's another person that survived. So remember that name. Howland Reed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back over to Essos. Daenerys is kind of getting her swagger with the kind of her taken out of the folks at Corth and realizing that she's a little bit more powerful than she might have realized. She tries to purchase an army called the Unsullied. Uh, for one of her dragons, and instead, uh, the dragon turns on the people that sell the Unsullied and burns them. And basically, she instead of purchasing the Unsullied, she just asks them if they will fight for her, and she gets them their freedom. These are a bunch of eunuchs who are like, like Spartans, kind of raised from birth to fight. Mm-hmm. So they're fighting for her. Dothraki are fighting for her. Three dragons, and all of a sudden, she encounters. Um, some people that have kind of fled Westeros, either they've been exiled or they've left for fear of their life. One is Sir Barristan Selmy, who I really like, and rest in peace, Sir Barristan. Sir Barristan was the head of the King's Guard uh, during the Blackwater, uh, Battle of the Blackwater. Really cool older guy. Uh, the other guy is uh, Jorah Mormont, used to be Sir Jorah Mormont. Ned Stark actually banished him during the Greyjoy Rebellion. I think he was kicked out after the Greyjoy Rebellion. 
for smuggling something, doing he was, something. He was selling slaves. Selling slaves, that was it. Yeah. And so Jorah is there, Barristan, Selmy is there, and they begin kind of giving her counsel. Well, Jorah had known her from the very beginning. Yeah. Jorah had come to her when um, she was first, per- or she was first kind of given to the um, he Carl helped. Drogo. Yeah, he kind of helped her assimilate yeah. into Dorthraki. Mm-hmm. He taught her Dorthraki. Yeah. A little bit, because he can speak it, Dorthrak or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so she begins this kind of anti-slavery movement, and she starts taking out cities like Marine and all these different cities, uh, basically calling upon the slaves of these cities to rise up against their masters and start these rebellions. And so she's kind of taking on Essos, but even though she's conquering this whole other continent, she still has her eyes set on Westeros, because that's where her throne is, and uh, so she is just building strength to get ready to cross the narrow sea to get to Essos. And that ends season three. So just a reminder, um, we do not want anyone to rate or review our show, unless you are Lucas Triple. We don't have a website or any way that you can contact us because we have an audience of one. We want to thank the illustrious Terry, the greatest library ever erected, by human hands and that includes you library of alexandria for housing this award-winning podcast and remember you know nothing lucas tribble